Ooh, y'all almost didn't have a show today. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 as we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the norm and mundane are where unscripted dreams live. Join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. I think I'm getting better at that. Um, so today's episode is called The Biggest Case Study of All Time. That's literally the title, Biggest Case Study of All Time. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what that is. And simply what it is, is it's like the whole idea of like social media and its impact on the masses. So basically, it's based off of what we can't see and what we won't be presented for a long time. So just basically the whole flow of social media and how we're not really privy to the impact of it because we're not clearly out of that phase. It's still the beginning, right? Um, when you think of something yeah. like the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of these was created within the last 15 years yeah 15 20 years yeah 15 20 years so we're still in the early stages folks so this is something we probably won't be privy to till like i don't know 20 2040 20 2050 maybe you know how things go with us takes a minute for us to come full circle to the damage we've done on ourselves yeah that's the truth so like when I was thinking about when I was thinking about this, I know I said it on another. Uh, I probably said it, I probably mentioned it on a couple episodes, uh, but like really, like taking a look at the adverse. I'm not gonna do my normal thing where I just go in on social media or anything like that. But maybe uh, you never know. You never know. But but uh, but like I was just really sitting back and thinking about it because we know there's there's information that's withheld, you know, withheld from the from Gen 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 Pop. Uh, from us knowing about what's going on. Trust that they can collect the data, all that data that they have on us. Trust that they know. There's already reports and stuff about that. So it's it's out there. But I think because we're so like Joe, like what you were saying, I think you make it like I think that's a great way to start start things off is that I mean we're like 15 years in, you know, 20 years in, going like close to 20 years in on MySpace. I forget when MySpace started. MySpace started before Facebook, right? Yeah, MySpace was like in the early 2000s, I think. So, yeah, because Facebook was 05, because I remember, because that was freshman year of college for me. But um, just thinking about like how it's impacted our lives. And I was just thinking about the like the generation of people that they've always had it. So they don't know life like they don't know life without it. But for us, at least for me, for you, Joe, like we know life without social media. We know what. We are we're old enough, at least to know what that life was like. And I'll, and I'll tell you this: it was um, hindsight twenty twenty. It was beautiful when I think about it, you know. But I do have times where I'm just like, "Dang, do you remember printing off maps for MapQuest to get directions to go somewhere?" Oh, crazy! <laughs> yeah, and you know, you go ham on that because you're just like, "Damn, I need these directions to get here." You know, now you don't even have to do that; you just can do it off your phone. Like I'm appreciative of technology in that regard but yeah. you know in a regard of like forcing people to be more uh, direct and more personable that's that's the shit i miss 
Um, you know, I can't put that any other way word wise. Like that's the kind of stuff I miss for real. Like, it, you know, people actually have to force themselves to uh, man up or toughen up, woman up, however you want to put that uh, little exploit there. You know, people really have to be more direct. And I think that there's way too many rooms for, or too many margins for like air now uh, to lose communication because you got a few generations that stuck on one hand as far as like, hey, this is how I grew up. This is how I was born. You know, this is how business should be done versus like someone like me or Marcus, we're caught in the middle. So we're like hybrids. So we get what you mean on both ends and we can deal with both things that's what makes it great for us right but then you got the other end where they don't even know how to do that because they were never taught that you know they were raised by the internet they were raised by television like i can honestly say that i was raised by television to a certain extent because why i was in that generation where i was a latchkey kid so my parents were working you know i was doing my thing like <laughs> i'm out of school okay i got some time to myself i ain't got to worry about or, or answer to nobody i can eat all the cereal i want all the candy i want you know i could play outside all i want like i could do all those things um versus now you know kids don't have that freedom as far as like from a physical standpoint not not all of them but they have the freedom where like they have that open access to the internet now so there's another channel for them to do that. And that channel that they uh, rely on becomes being like a vehicle or a tool. Like that becomes their lifeline because that's what they interact with on a daily basis. And during the times when I was doing the stuff at their age, I had dial up internet. You ain't getting nothing done on dial up internet. <laughs> so that thing's that slow. <laughs> that thing's slow, man. So I'm what I'm explaining to the, my, the audience here who's ever listening is like I'm trying to bridge the gap of like where you you need to pick. To f you need to figure out where you fit on this scale on this episode of what we're talking about and how it's going to uh, determine uh, what we talk about next. Like, you know, when you're growing up and, you know, that kind of stuff, that's very like uh, foundational into how you're going to uh, interact growing up. And um, I think that one of the biggest issues right now is like, there's literally like a huge trade-off. Like, I feel like older people are trying to integrate with the younger people, but they just don't know how to go about it. Like they do too much. And then you got the younger people that just write them off just because, you know what I'm saying? They just don't have the patience. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that like, what's, I think what people don't like quite understand is that or they kind of miss the concept is that it's older, like the older generation, like run everything. They run everything. So just really like, so like kids, like, I mean, not like younger, the younger generation, like they really, like you think that you're running things, but the people that profit from all the things that you're into, they're older people. And you know, they're, what's just, they're just, yeah, they're just marketing to you. That's all that's happening. They don't and need to, they don't need to like use the slang, use the terminology, like be in the mix. They can hire somebody that is up on the trends and then they just make products that appeal to that demographic. And it's going to old people, older people. That's who's really running things. So like when you're young, you think like you think like, oh yeah, like we're running. So no, you're not. You're just putting, you're just filling, you're just making 
like people that are rich, more rich. And, and this is what makes this conversational piece unique, but sweet. And I know nobody else has touched it in this manner is the whole idea of like, when you think of younger people, if you pay attention to the younger people that are super successful that you see out there doing it, what, what are they doing to be successful? They're doing exactly what the older generation's done, exactly what Marcus is explaining, because those are the people that actually have the revenue and the means to support your cause. So like, if you pay attention to the younger people that are doing it, uh, they've mastered how to build relations with uh, people that are older generations, whether they were gamed up. Some of them were gamed up to be that way, but there's other ones that just literally just sharp, sharp enough to just figure it out. Just like, hey, these are the people I need to be speaking to and talking to, and this is how I can make things happen for myself, you know, versus some people, they just sit there and they just think that, hey, I can do it this way. And, you know, they just haven't been taught the game, if, if that's uh, fair enough to say. And I remember watching, um, I remember we did a whole episode on the social dilemma and how all of that, usually when these documentaries and stuff get made, they got hype, like they run through the news cycle. They just they essentially run the news like through the news cycle for like a week. And then people just move on to be like outraged about the next thing. That's that's pretty much how things work. But I was like often because I like I have to use social media for like work. Like I have to post and do things like that. Um, then we post things for like just on the business end for a podcast, uh, for promotion and things like that. But like when it's when it's time for me to post something personal, like very rarely am I posting anything like personal, like a business, a business post is a business post. That's easy. It's almost emotionless. But but um, the thing, the weird thing that I've noticed and what kind of made me think about this is that there's times and I don't really use social. I left. I got off of social media completely like years ago. I only came back really for business. That's the only reason I'm back. But but I get these impulses to like post something. I feel like I have this need that I need to post and share things with people. And the thing, what I've been doing is I try to act like I try to like act actively moderate my impulses and things like that. And what I can't figure out or what I'm trying to figure out is like who and why am I posting? Like, why do I even feel the urge to even want to post and share something about what I'm doing? And, and when, and when say, I, I can see yeah. why you do that. And when I get that urge, that's what concerns me is that because I'm like deliberately like putting myself in a position where I have to pause and think before I take these actions. So it's not an impulsive behavior just to post something. But the question I'm, re I'm really asking myself, like, who, who am I talking to? Why? <laughs> like, why does it even matter? that I post, like, and why am I even still thinking about this? And I don't even use social media like that. Like, I know it doesn't, it serves a different purpose for me, but still I have that impulse to do it. So I know other people have that impulse to do it, but they're just, they're just shooting, they're just shooting it out there though, with no filter. So, so I think, and that's where I get concerned is because it's one of these things where like, okay, um, like, posting stuff on Twitter stuff, but it's, it's like, why am I doing it? And it's like a part of it, I think, is like, yeah, people want to connect, but 
we made like the ability, like you get into the dopamine and things like that. But um, but I think that like we've got to this point to where it's normal. It's how people get attention. It's how we get approval. And this is why I'm saying, like when I thought about like as I like, missed the biggest case study of all time, because there's so many people that are involved in this. And when you think about how it impacts how we think, it impacts our attention spans, it impacts like it impacts us like day to day because there's more people. There's I would say there's more people, but there's like there's a good percentage of people that they live their life like through the lens of social media. Like their value is tied up in these platforms. Absolutely. And so that's where I say it's just a study because you can ask yourself, like, why are certain people unhappy and certain other people are happy? And then I think like you have to think about like if you're posting like that on social media, like you're posting because you want you want something. Gratification. You want, yeah. <laughs> and that's what the third is that if we diminish it, if we diminish it and we make it so cheap, like it's so easy to get attention. And then we eliminate the and then we look at how downvotes are really eliminated, dislikes are really eliminated. So it's really creating this environment. Like you don't like we don't really know long term what that does to people. When you start to take away like those filters, like I remember when I was a kid, I had this bold haircut and my cousin made fun of me and I was real salty about it. Like I was pretty mad about it. But yeah, but now, but now I but after I knew that, I told my like I was like with my barber, I was like, hey, don't be chopping me up like that, man. But it's one of those <laughs> things where it's one of those things where it's like if my cousin, if she didn't say anything to me, I just been thinking it was like a cool, like a cold little cut I had. So it's like I need to know so I cannot do that again. But when you reinforce, when you eliminate the option to get any feedback that like goes against you, like yeah, people can comment, but like even they hide the dislikes. So that's like that. I got a strong suspicion of why that dislike button went away. But I try to get fixed. But but uh, but we look at YouTube and stuff. It's like, why do you take that? Why do you take that button away? Like, why can't I not like something? You know, and uh, it really sets people up because it desensitizes. I think it like when you can't get negative feedback on something and you only get likes, like you desensitize people from being able to accept like negative feedback. And over over time, we think over time when you're using a platform. And these platforms that don't allow for that, like, what does that do to people that are spending more time who have put more worth, more value into a social platform? Like, what does that do to someone psychologically over time? And I think as the studies will come out, they'll start to come out over time. But, like, that's where my concern is, is, like, these people have to grow into, like, functional adults and things like that. So it's it's, it's pretty... It's concerning when you think about like the long-term psychological implications of what it's actually doing. You know what I think? I think people just aren't cool no more, man. And what I mean by cool is like, All right. you got people that are cool, right? But there is deeper than that. You know, I'm thinking of more so on the level of like cool, calm, collective, those three in that order cool con collective like we got people that are cool but we don't have people that are cool 
calm and collective. Like, it's almost like people don't have a mind of their own now. You know, all of a sudden, it's not cool to be a ghost from social media. Like, you, you have to follow the crowd. Like, I feel like right now, what's going on, even in music, especially music, everyone's copying off everybody. Like, there's no sense of originality. Like, I know there's only so much you can do about originality, but there's still so many variations of how you can freak, how you look, how you act, how you handle things, how you perceive things as well. Like, there's so many variations in that where everybody can have their own unique status. I just don't understand why, if you're going to post something, why does it have to be the same thing? Like, oh, such and such just went to Turks and Caicos. Hey, a month later, I just went to Turks and Caicos. Like, and you take the same photos, you know what I'm saying? And you're in the same town and stuff like that. Like, it's cool that you were inspired by somebody else to do that, right? But do you really need to put that up there and just say like, oh, I done this too because their page looks good? Stop it. Just stop. And I don't think people understand like how lame that looks, you know what I'm saying? And that's just a very broad example, but, or, um, but, you know, I'm just generalizing out here, but I just don't think that that's necessary. And I feel like there's too many people that are doing that. There's not enough people that are willing to stand on a limb by themselves. And, you know, it takes courage to do that. Right. But I feel like people aren't willing to die on a hill and alone, alone on a hill. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be in the crowd and whatnot. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm one of those people that I'm willing to go out on the limb by myself and I will hang there. I will take all the punishment you give me and I'll just sit out there just because I believe in what I believe in. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I can give you an example with my Instagram. You can check it out, check it out. And you'll see that my last post was about over two years ago. That shows you where I sit with it. I'm still on there. Yeah. But I ain't got nothing new to show y'all. Nothing I care to show. What for? Now, if you look at my Instagram stories and stuff like that, yeah, you'll see that there's promotion on there. There's silly stuff on there. But that's not what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? If you have more questions or anything like that, I have a DM. The inquiring minds want to know. You can always message me and ask me questions. I may respond. I may not. And just leave it at that. Like, you know, I don't feel like it's necessary for me to be a photographer number million and seven and uh, have the same stuff that everyone else has. Yeah, I think as we run up on time, I think we really reach, I think a, a good indicator is when you see someone that's a criminal post their crimes on social media. Oh, man, I see it all the like, time. Like that's 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 peak evolution. That's peak e evolution right there, uh, people. Uh, when you when you for are cave, for for Neanderthals, yeah. When you're so uh, <laughs> when you're uh, so evolved that you need to share your crimes, which lead to your incarceration. Um, but that's what I'm saying. The impulse, and that's like, and that's what that's kind of what I was getting at. Uh, but but um, just to kind of close out on what you were saying, man, it's hard being an individual nowadays. Uh, and, you know, with everything that's on there, just like long term. And I think like we watch, like people, you sit there, you watch like a documentary or you watch something 
And when I watch that stuff, I'm like, I wonder what's going on right now that in like 10, 15 years, we'll be watching a documentary about us how that <laughs> stuff, and how we were in it like right then in the moment. Like, trust me, the, the, the deeds are being done now and we'll just, we'll be able to watch it in a decade or two. And uh, and then I'll be like, I told y'all, told y'all years ago, you know, what was going on. But it's because in this, like, I'm not saying that it's a negative, it's a negative thing, but when we talk about this, like, like people's attention spans and things and all this other stuff, but that's an opportunity as well. Like, it's not just like, yeah, if people's attention spans are diminishing, we'll find something that, you know, works in that area for people who only have like 30 second focus, you know, or a minute, 60 seconds in the tank, you know, but, but, um, no, just, it's, it's, like, it's not all good. Always, I always kind of stick to the my statement that social media is a zero-sum game, uh, best-case scenario. But uh, it just, it's there, there's a reason why people that created a lot of these devices, they have their kids on screen time. Horrible limitations. They have their kids on, like, there's a reason why they don't let their kids use the devices. As long as I was listening to something, the uh, CEO of YouTube was saying that, you know, she has to moderate the time when I think when her kids are younger, that that they are on YouTube and they're like on their screens and things like that. So the people that are running these companies, they understand that and they understand the importance of having the balance. Well, Steve Jobs didn't let his kids use the iPad or whatever. I think I think that's one of the stories that's out there. Um, but they know. They know. So if they know, then... Um, you know, it's just something to be be careful of. And there's things that we can do to kind of diminish that. But like I said, man, just like very concerning when I have an impulse to post something and I barely use a platform, like barely use it. And I have an impulse and I don't quite understand it. And that's and that's when, you know, something was designed so well that it exploits it exploits us in a way that we can't quite understand or even control. And that's what's so that's what's concerning about it. But we use TikTok. Check us out on TikTok. We put clips on there all the time. Just, you know, get on TikTok. And after it shows you those two, three clips that you didn't want to watch, when you try to back out and it doesn't let you back out, shows you some other some other crazy stuff. Suck it right in. Get out of there. Man, genius design. Genius. Yeah, until <laughs> until you watch an <laughs> educational thing, which would be our piece, right? Then you hit that back button and all of a sudden you see somebody twerking in some bikini or something like that. Yeah, man. They got to keep you there, man. They got to they keep you there. <laughs> they got to keep you there, man. Yeah, man. At all costs. At Definitely. all costs. That's one yeah. of those things about social media, man. And, you know, it's a fad, like. I think it's a fad and I think people aren't realizing that it's a fad. Like they don't realize like they're following someone else's wave. Like it's a, it's a whole wave, like it's a tidal wave. Right. And I think that people don't realize it's a fad. I noticed that and I understood the uh, power of it right off rip. That's the reason why I didn't never got too involved in it, but um, I'm just going to leave it there, man. Thanks for listening. Hey, we appreciate it. If you want to expand on this one, what's a good episode? Groupthink, maybe the cost of being different. Those are good ones, classic. Put that in the combo pack, man. You be all set, all good. Take care, be safe. Later.
Yeah, I'm